Right, everybody, welcome back to another episode. It's been a while of the Coach's Corner. Um, last season, I think we had seven or eight episodes, but we're going to bring it back. And I've actually brought a new person with me. I've got um, another PGA professional golf coach sat to the side of me. His name's Mr. Tom Fearon. You may recognize him from some of my YouTube videos already, but I thought instead of it just being me waffling on for an hour, I'm going to get Tom in. We're going to talk coaching. We're going to talk all things golf. And it'll be good to get an insight from Tom um, um, understand what his take is on the golf swing and what he does with his clients on a weekly basis and hopefully like we said in the last series help us all improve if we can all get better at golf that's what we're aiming to do so with no further ado Tom welcome to the podcast if you want to um, tell the people a little bit about yourself and uh, what to expect from you. Yeah so as you've just said Matt I'm a coach at Trafford Golf Centre alongside you I think we've been working together for probably three years or so now. Um, like everyone I'm just a bit of a golf fan and I was lucky enough to fall into into a career of it as well, enjoy the coaching. Started learning to hit a ball when I was maybe six or seven years old. It was a case of dad plays um, and he thought I'll put him in a bay next to me, give him a club and I'll practice. It's a bit free childcare. So apparently I had a decent swing, probably should have stuck to it. But Who told you that? <laughs> uh, my dad, everyone says his son's <laughs> got a good swing, don't they? Um, Probably should have stuck to the game, but as every kid does, I wanted to follow all my mates and play some football. Uh, didn't really pick a golf club up again until I was about 14 and fell in love with the game. Good group of mates at the golf club, as you do when you're a kid, you're playing, putting games, chipping games, you get dropped off at nine in the morning, picked up at nine at night, couple of rounds and plenty of practice. So that was it then, that was kind of my teenage years. I think, again, parents were quite happy to drop me off at the golf course and come and pick me up later on. Uh, then went to do a degree in golf management at Myersco College. Um, good group of friends again there, staying within the industry. And luckily landed a job in Florida. Done three years in Florida where I was caddying mainly. Caddying then falls into some coaching uh, because they just ask you for some advice on the course. And that's where I really found I was I was good at being a coach. So rather than playing, I think the playing days were past me. I was never unbelievable I was never sort of county level and stuff I played good club level I got a bit better as I was older but as we know now to be an athlete you've got to be peaking when you're 17 18 years old so yeah I just found a love of helping people out making them better at the game whether that was coaching or caddying and here we are now we're, we're coaching full-time coaching full-time helping as many people as possible and is that where you see everything going coaching is that the the main aim for your golfing career want to be a, a, a full-out golf coach or is it other things that interest you as well obviously you've been to florida would you head back there or not it's, it's a dream isn't it you're standing in your perfect weather all year round in florida standing on a driving range that would be the aim but it's uh, cold nights at trafford it does be cold nights <laughs> at trafford we've got nice heaters there though as well yeah true um but yeah just teach and help as many people out as possible wherever in the world but if I can follow some nice weather I definitely will. Awesome so we're going to be bringing the podcast to you every week hopefully on a Wednesday um, so make sure you tuned in subscribed on any platform that you get your podcast from as well rate us as well if you're enjoying um, if you do enjoy this episode make sure you leave us a, a good rating and a good review and that'll help us um get the podcast out to more people and we ultimately like I say want to help as many golfers as we can by bringing on different coaches like we did last season I think with having Tom on the podcast now and him sort of being the the director and the manager of the podcast he'll pull me into shape and um, we'll keep it going and 
and just explore anything that may may help your game and along the way talk different golf topics whether it's golf holidays what's going on in the game whatever it may be and from my youtube tom's facebook things like that just aiming to to get you all better currently we're sat um recording this just before boris is due to tell us what's going on basically um monday the 15th of february we're going to find out when golf will be returning for us here in england it might be a little bit different where you're learning but if we if we let's say tom we're returning in a week how should we get ready for golf because i think there'll be a lot of people even we see it now pre-covid when the masters used to roll around that was like the the call to action to get your clubs out of the um the cupboard under the stairs or the garage and go and play golf um for some golfers they go through winter and they don't even play but now we've all all generally done that because we've been in a bit of a lockdown so how can we best prepare ourselves if you know if steve who's listening to this at home is thinking right i've got a week to get ready what what should we expect and how should we get ready for it well, if we were coming back in a week, I'd, I'd like to think it's not kind of a, a last-minute preparation and rushing, rushing to it for the last Run. for the last seven days. But I'm sure a lot of people will be. We've all had different priorities during lockdown. Uh, so pretty much, I think it's a case of all we can do is short game. Um, short game and knowledge, basically. We've got to make sure, importantly, we end up in the right headspace for golf. One of the biggest factors over the last 12 months, as you've just mentioned, is one minute we're playing golf, the next minute we're not. I think it's a big frustration I've seen through people I teach, uh, through family members who play. It's that case of I was just getting in the rhythm and it's been taken away from me again. So I don't know if you've seen the same in your lessons uh, or people you know who play golf or maybe seen it in your own game. But I think we've got to make sure our expectations aren't super high to the point where we ruin our confidence the day we get back. Yeah, I think that's a big one, definitely. There's a lot of people from the first lockdown when they came back to lessons from, with myself. Um, maybe it was two, three weeks into the season starting again after we came out of that April, uh, May lockdown. And, you know, two games, three games back, and oh, I'm, I'm just not as good as I used to be. I'm not, yeah. I'm not finding that I'm shooting the same scores and getting quite frustrated. And it was a case of... You know, thinking, well, let's just talk this through. We've not played, unless you're lucky enough, you know, to have a simulator at home or have a massive garden where you could hit full shots or, you know, have the ability to swing a club and, and make improvements to your golf swing. You're going to be rusty. And you've had if, time, haven't you, away from the golf game? Yeah, and even with that, where you're saying practicing, practicing a golf swing and practicing into a net or whether it may be you are lucky enough to have a garden to play full shots. I think that's one of the things I try and point out in a lot of my golf lessons is the game's not just about striking the golf ball well. You've got to be able to play. I hit a lot of golf shots in that first lockdown in a in net the in the garage. Uh, luckily in a net in the garage. <laughs> I thought I was hitting great. The strike felt good and everything. Little did I know because I didn't have a launch monitor with me. I got into a golf course first game back and everything was 20 yards left. <laughs> so the expectations can be can be there i went i made the same mistake last time i'm hitting it great my swing feels good i've kept mobile for the last two months while we've been locked down and little did i know i wasn't quite hitting it on target just because you do get to as people call repetitions of hitting golf balls don't have that expectation too high to the point where you've not been practicing getting the ball in the hole you've not been you've not had a scorecard in your hand and you've not had the pressure of friends standing there watching you 
ready yeah. to laugh at you when you do it at OB. Yeah, that's that's the big one, isn't it? So expectate managing your expectations, the first one. And what would you say if you were, you know, let's take you to the, the T now, you're you're coaching someone, what would be a good way to manage them? Would it be maybe adding a couple of shots to your handicap? Would it be not focusing so much on score? What would your you know your top advice for that be? Uh, I think the best advice for it would be to to set yourself smaller and more specific goals. For you to go and set yourself a, a number of, I don't know, you might want to shoot 82 this week. To set yourself that number, a lot of things have got to come into play. I think it's a much better scenario as such when you're out there playing. If you say, well, I just want to make sure I don't have any three putts today. If that's your focus, you can mm. come off the golf course happy with what you've done. You might have hit a couple of balls out of bounds, but again, we're rusty. Um maybe set a target to hit so many fairways or strike it just set smaller goals to be able to to be able to rank your game as opposed to just shots to par i did that in i think it was after last lockdown i actually played like i think it was three events probably the first three i've played in maybe two or three years and because i wasn't competing in terms of going to play to actually win um, it was more of a statutory playing just for reference for the PGA. I found that my, my game actually got better because I, I didn't actually really care what I shot. Yeah. As long as it wasn't, you know, 100, um, I wasn't that bothered. So I didn't go there. I found from, you know, my days off playing when I was so, so hard on myself and so critical and so focused on breaking par every time. If I didn't break par, it was literally like the world was going to end. Um, and found that I was just super angry and, and nervous and het up about every shot, critical, analytical. I went to these events just thinking, well, basically I'm going for a walk for uh, for four hours and I've just got to make a few swings. If it comes in round about 75, that'll be all right. That's not an embarrassment to me. And I think not focusing so much on scores has got to be massive because there's going to be people out there who rock up on whatever it is, say the the... 15th of March let's put an imaginary date in and expect to still shoot to the handicap or under having not played for three or four months yeah I think with what you're saying there just to put it into context how many when you say you play better when you're relaxed how many times have you been there on a golf course and let's say take it back to the days when you have got a handicap of we'll, we'll pretend it's 10 you're maybe getting approaching you are getting better yeah we're approaching seven eight and nine over par the stress levels arise and you don't want to get to that 10. No. You get to 12 over par, you're I've on the 15. every club in my bag. And with the clubs you've got left, you'll probably should level part the handicap on the way back in. Mm. The, pressure, the pressure's gone. Yeah. You're relaxed. Everything's calm. Nothing matters anymore. You don't care. Mm. So it, it just starts working. The amount of puts I've knocked in in my time when I don't care about it, I've walked up and the 10 foot has rolled in. Yeah. When I do care about it, I stand there, I'm lining up and take, it misses by an inch or a foot. And you just you just there and agitated, like you've just said, angry, you want to snap clubs. And that's all down to it's all down to expectations. Yeah, yeah, it is true. It is if you so if you can get less angry, that would be, you know, a good way just you know, and, and almost as well. You know, we're lucky to be playing golf, aren't we, again? If you think we've just gone through a prison sentence of January, February, March of not playing golf, we're just happy to be out there again, aren't we? You know, at the minute. I mean, I was lucky enough to go to Dubai at the just December, January period and get some filming done, knowing what was coming, really. 
Um, and it was great just to be actually out on the golf course with the sun on my back and, and playing. Um, and then coming back down, back home to lockdown. It's just been grim, hasn't it? It's been too cold anyway. I probably wouldn't have been out there. Yeah, probably would have, it would have been the course, at the rain. Yeah, the courses we, would have been closed. The course but, we would have been closed anyway yeah. with, the, with the amount of rain we've had. But at least you would have got some practice and, like you say, down the driving range. Yeah, but it's just like the... the the enjoyment factor go out and enjoy it i think as well the first few games that you get out there and play don't be so so focused on what actually comes out just have those first you know two three games maybe first two three weeks of actually just bedding yourself back in and getting back to the game we love and actually cherishing being out there with your mates depending on what happens and enjoying a bit of fresh air and a bit of golf again is the you know the first thing well, and, and go from there. While we're on the high expectations, did you see the clip this week of uh, of Lashley having a nice four whack and uh, smashing the green? I mean, <laughs> not, the, not the best attitude, is it? And we're trying to we're trying to tell everyone. I'm sure he preaches good attitude. And look at the headspace yeah. he's in. I, I don't even know the the pro who he is. Never heard of him. Probably <laughs> that's the first thing I've heard of him. That clip you show me. I mean, I have I have done that in the past, and that was you know very bad bad form. But that was when I was too het up on it and. Um, now, if I, if I miss a putt, I'm not really that bothered anymore. I, sure I just the guys on tour can four putt as well, though. So again, why, yeah. Why should I go and get annoyed at myself for the odd three putt now and again when the best in the world are doing fours? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So good good expectations. Where do we go from there? Well, that's that's basically the psychological side of things, isn't it? Um, making sure you're on the right headspace before we do get back and just enjoying it. Now, have you had any thoughts or have you been doing things yourself for technical? Now, I know you've got. You're luckily enough, Matt, to have a nice little garage at the minute. I see you've just got a new rig out. I'm in a uh, I'm in a little apartment. Some of us aren't quite as lucky, so I've just got my put out to be rolling puts across the carpet. But you're not, you're not fancy firing one into the uh, into the hall. I'm sure your neighbours would love that. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> but for the people who haven't got the the setup, because I'm sure the ones who have got the setup like you have no know how to practice, and they have been practicing mm. whether they've been playing golf courses virtually or not. What would you suggest technical-wise, even if either just getting ready over the next couple of weeks that we might have to get ready for, or what should they have been doing over the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, loads of stuff that you can do. You don't have to have, you know, the the golf course, the the you know the simulator and stuff like that. Um, to be fair, I, I lived in the flat before before moving to where I've got my sim now, and even then it was a case of you were in a flat last lockdown, weren't you? Yeah, first lockdown, yeah. And I still, to be fair, I did a lot of putting, um, a lot of putting, a lot of chipping around the flat. Um, depends as well, like, and I don't know if you get this, but, and like, I'm not as prone to it now because obviously spending loads of time making YouTube videos, you, you're out there doing it um, and people walk by you when you are swinging a golf club and generally it's on the golf course. But... Going down to the shared garden that you might have in your flat or yeah. community space with a golf club and just making some practice swings, you might get a little bit self-conscious. You might feel like a bit of a douche doing it. Definitely. So there will be people who you know shy away from that. Um, a good one I, I do like, I, even though I have got me some now, I still have a, a golf club cut in half 
an old golf club, yeah. which you can do with a, a full length golf club, grip it halfway down and you can rehearse, um, you know, practice swings in your, in your space that you've got as long as you know it's safe and you're not smashing anything. Perfect if you want uh, kids all use one of those. Yeah, exactly. I use, yeah. I use a junior, yeah, club junior club one, one perfect. Yeah, that's a, you know, a good way of doing it. Um, you can do, you can do that sort of stuff, positional, um, positional swings. I've got a couple of guys that I teach a lot of online lessons now through Skillist. Um, the platform that I use and even some of their stuff when they send it me they've not even hit a ball they're just running through the swing um, and they're wanting to work on positions in the golf swing you know like we said earlier it's not all about technique and all about positions but if you can train movement and train how your body works and your awareness of where the club is that's great so I think even in the mirror and stuff like that at home if you can just get in there and just rehearse you know, what would your backswing look like? What would your, your transition feel look like? How does, you know, where does the weight feel at the top of your backswing? There's there's lots of things you can do there. Um, and then like you alluded to, the put out, the chip in, great practice, just getting a getting a feel for your roll groove and your stroke in. There's, there's loads of stuff you can do on that. Yeah, yeah I think with short game, a lot of the people I've spoken to, people I teach or, or people I don't who just wanted to chat on, online or whether it's on Instagram you tend to get back to the idea of there's no excuse for your short game not getting better as long yeah. as you've a got carpet in the house or b can afford a 20 pound mat or piece of, yeah. of astro turf uh, there's absolutely no excuse I think on my Instagram pre in the first lockdown when I was when I did have a garage in the old place I was living in it was I put a couple of drills on where it was a case of use a couple of tins out of the cupboard as a gate for your putter move your putter yeah. through it or put some elastic bands around the putter face so it highlights the sentence of strike and just work on striking the, the ball off the middle of the putter face. There's plenty of small things like that. And I think I think a lot of people who listen to this will will probably think that's quite obvious and a lot of them probably have been rolling a golf ball around the living room. But what would you say to the people who are saying, yeah, Matt, I understand everybody says stand in front of a mirror, but I don't really know what I'm looking for. Yeah, there is that, you know, you can go and work on stuff that isn't right for you and rehearse, you know, wrong positions as it were. Um, for me, if, if you, I think, you know, everyone who's watching this, watching or listening will be, um, not necessarily a golf geek, but will be after improving. Um, and I think getting some advice from a pro, whether it's me, whether it's Tom, you know, there's plenty of great stuff out there online nowadays. and un But ultimately, finding what's right for you, whether it's, you know, picking Tom's brains on, on, on Instagram, hitting me up on Skillist, whatever it may be. But finding out what works for you and maybe getting a plan together with your said coach saying, right, well, I know I've got no, no way of hitting a golf ball now, but if you showed me some old swings of your golf swing... We could see that you know you transition, you're a little bit reverse pivoted in it, or something might be off where you've swayed in your backswing, and someone can highlight that to you. Who's got a professional eye and knows what they're looking for? Then they can give you a drill, so then you're actually practicing the right thing. You know, there's nothing worse than working on the wrong thing because I, you know, I personally hate the saying "practice makes perfect." It doesn't. Practice makes permanent. If you rehearse the wrong movement a hundred times you're going to ingrain that movement. So if you can get the right movement, get, you know, like I say, a keen eye to look at it and figure out what it is you need to do, then you can just have, you know, two or three minutes a day. It could be 10 swings a day, 10, 10 turns in the mirror. Um, but 
with that right guidance there um, to do it. Yeah, I think I think it's the understanding of what you're doing and the people I teach, I tell them one of my pet hates is if if they're in between lessons, if they're say a week from the last lesson and it's a week until the next lesson and they're not 100% sure of what they're supposed to be doing, which mm. may be partially my fault, it may be partially their fault, they've just forgot. It's yeah. natural, we don't, ju- we don't remember everything we learn. My pet hate is for them to just hold on to that and not see me until next week. Yeah. I'd rather a message, a phone call, I might not get back to you straight away, I might be in another lesson, but I will get back to someone. Yeah. So just making sure you are, I think when you're working with a pro, you, you need to take a bit of responsibility and be a good student as well. Yeah. And I learned this in the past, I've done very little sort of personal training, I've, I've had a personal trainer. Can tell. <laughs> I've definitely not been holding it up, I've been Set, sitting, says there, me. I've been sitting <laughs> eating chocolate for the last sort of four weeks. Um, <laughs> but I think the one thing I made sure I'd done them was, I may, maybe I bugged them a little bit because I dropped them a message here and there, but I didn't expect that message straight back, but I want to make sure I was yeah. a good student. Yeah, you'd, uh, ra- think- you'd rather have the one who's a bit too keen as yeah. opposed to the guy who turns up or girl looking for the answer you give it them they don't do anything about it come back and blame you exactly come you know, on, there's come nothing ask. worse than that i no. hate that so make sure like taking it back to doing drills make sure you understand what drill you're doing why you're trying to do the drill what yeah. the outcome of the drill is yeah and i think you, you just sort of mentioned there and i sort of let's not segue into what i think the next thing would be before you get back to golf next week or next month whatever it might be we still don't know is the idea of goal setting and that sounds quite cliche but i think getting into the idea of set goals it does work whether that, yeah. whether that works for you getting technically better whether it works for you just being in a mentally better place understanding the process of it set goals for what you want to Even do this playing year. and stuff like where you're going to go and play how many rounds are you going to play you're actually going to make it that you play on a thursday afternoon or you go to the range on thursday noon for you know, for an hour or something like that. It doesn't have to be that you're going to break 80. It, it's it's what, re, what is relevant to you as a person and you as a golfer, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that takes us into, I might kind of bore a couple of people for a minute, but it takes you into the idea of we've spoken about, you've just mentioned an outcome goal there. I don't know if people mm. all understand all the time what, what real goal setting should be like, but I had a couple of calls with, with people I teach last week and they, they really got a, a picture for where they want to be this year with their golf. Yeah. And what you mentioned there by shooting 80, that, that would be your outcome goal. Yeah, it's the end process, it, isn't it? It's one of the worst things you can think <clears throat> of because you've got no control of whether you shoot 80 or not. No. But the process would be what you've just spoken about there, which is it might just be, I'm going to go and practice on a Thursday yeah. every week. Work on a chip for half an hour a week. X amount of, yeah, I'm going to play X amount of rounds this year. Because then that 80 will either be more realistic if you've got more time to practice, less realistic. You, your outcome goal can then align to what is in reality for you, what your lifestyle allows. Yeah, I, I always describe it as a sat-nav to my um, students when, you know, where you're sat at now at home and you go to work for the first time at your new job, you have that destination, which is the end destination of your new place of work. But when you put that into the sat-nav, it just doesn't say home, work. It's got a turn left at the roundabout. It's got a straight on through the lights. It's got a, you know, bare right at whatever junction is. So there's little things all the way that get you to that end goal that, you know, like Tom's just said there, put in 10 minutes in each week to your chip in. I'm going to actively take a lesson once a month. I'm going to make sure I play at least one Saturday comp if you, you know, you're that way inclined that you want to be a, you know, a competitor. Or it might be just, 
playing more golf will actually put it in your diary. I want to play 10 rounds of golf this year. Right, well, what do you do each two weeks? How many times do you play during a month and things like that? It's it's those little things, isn't it? And as we're all in lockdown now, you know, when we find ourselves racking our brains with things, what can I do? What can I do? If you just think back of what what did golf look like for you over the last couple of years? Were you happy with it? Didn't play much for the last year. Yeah, where did yeah? <laughs> what when you did play? What was wrong with it? Was there a part of your game that was really bad? What did you do to to correct it? How are you going to correct it this time? And you know, once you've got these little goals in place, actually achieving them isn't that hard, really, is it? Not for the process goals. It's really, it's, no. it's not. And as long as you, if if you can align those process goals to be to be good enough they can create the outcome properly like you just said I quite mm. like that that satin nav analogy you've just used I've never really one. thought of it I'll use that one That's because it's just not as clever and, as me and you know what the first thing I thought was was it's I've also not got a sat nav I, I don't have a sat nav no I know where I'm going everywhere has got one exactly but I also go the wrong way sometimes and I think it's understanding that as well yeah, that with your golf you it's, it's one of those it's, it's definitely one of those sports where you you don't continuously get better did you just off topic there? Did you see that Sean Murphy uh, tweeted that snooker is the hardest sport in the world? Yeah, I don't he's a friend of mine, Sean, and I think I'm going to have to him. take him yeah. up on that challenge because you can actually perfect snooker, can't you? you yeah, can get a one four seven. Yeah, that's maximum. You you can't quite... golf. You can't get eighteen or eighteen birdies would probably be like the perfect round, wouldn't it? On the same subject, what's easiest? A one eighty in darts, a one four seven in snooker, or a hole in one? 180, easiest. You think so, wouldn't you? I feel like if I stood there in front of a dartboard for long enough... Yeah, I've got I'd like 120. But at the same time, people would say if I stood at a part three for long enough, I'd get it in. I actually did this in my simulator the other day. Does a simulator hole in one count? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course it does. Played Carnoustie, eighth hole. The, the video's yet to come to YouTube. If you don't already, do go and subscribe to my channel there. 500 shots. How long it took you? No, I did 500 oh, shots. Okay. How many do you think I got? Three. Okay. I'm not oh, going to tell, gonna tell you. No, because right. the video's not out yet. So when's, <laughs> that, when's that one going out? Before the podcast or after? After the podcast, I think okay. it's going to take. There's about 18 hours of footage for my editor to uh, sift through. <laughs> um, so um, I'm giving him a bit of time to get through that <laughs> one. But yeah, um, getting back to it, the the, the goal setting's a big one, isn't it? Having a having an idea and also. We're on a short um, season now, aren't we? It's, you know, realistically, yeah. we're looking April to October, yeah. um, with comps maybe not even coming into play. You know, we don't even know what's going to happen there because will it be two balls? Two balls will it be and so on, yeah. So on, and so forth. So, I think you know, bear that in mind if you are going to be at home and you, you you do take this advice and you think right, I'm going to actually put a few goals in here. I'm going to work on this. Bear in mind, it is going to be a shorter season, so maybe maybe plan it that it's going to be May to September and think what is achievable then. Have it, you know, that it is achievable, but not easily achievable. Be realistic um, in what you do and then, and then take it from there would be, you know, the big advice. Would you... Would you say to everyone, is it worth going for a lesson? Obviously, we're coaches, so yes. we're not trying to sell Long. lessons. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to have a lesson every hour of every day. Um, but even just to to make sure you you're going off in the right track, or is it just go and find yourself for the first month? I, I think it suits the person. 
Okay, everything's yeah. individual. If I was going back, I would probably go and do me personally. I'd probably go and do three driving range sessions myself first. Yeah. See where I was at. Otherwise, I feel like I'd go in to a lesson and not be in the groove. Yeah. So maybe I wouldn't be the type of person who'd be in a lesson bay day one when we're open. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who I teach who will be that type of person. They'll be that way inclined, mm. and that they will benefit from that. Yeah. Just like reassurance, isn't it? Yeah. Some of them did. Like, like say some people, yeah. maybe. So it just depends. It solely depends on you. If you're the person, as we've just been talking about, where you understand the drills that you've been doing for the last two months while you've been yeah. in the living room with a shorter club or wherever, or in front of the mirror, yeah. then you probably need the chance to go and see whether that's benefited you or not. Yeah. If you're the person who sat there and no disrespect to your YouTube channel, Matt, but you know people, which is I do, that you, can, you. that you can get into a hole of clicking and take on fully the I wrong I really like that person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The more they click and watch, you know, they're my best friends. And they could click, they could click 50 different videos and try and take on 50 different bits of information. I've actually got one student like that. He will remain nameless. Um, (laughs) But I have to give him a bit of a telling off. He's a serial hooker and he watches all my slice videos. (laughs) So that goes and implements them and comes back with an even worse hook. It's quite amusing, really. It's like, why why have you done that again? And, And I think that person probably needs to come in quite quickly and yeah. go, can I have a refresh? Can you give me one sole thought? <laughs> can you tell can me you off, take, please? Can you take everything out of my head? So fully individual. Um, but I think the most important thing is, I'm sure people won't need telling this, is get yourself back to it as soon yeah. as it's open. Yeah. What, uh, what have you missed most about not playing golf? Playing golf? Um... Honestly, a four-ball of mates. <laughs> yeah. It probably is that, and I don't know whether that's because because you, you we've lost the other... find four, wouldn't you? Yeah. I only need three mates for well, a four-ball, Matt. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> 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 Matt. No, I think... I don't know whether it's because we've had this, the whole social aspect of life taken away anyway. So yeah. maybe... So that's all, like, that's all I whatever. like, yeah. But I think... Playing golf, going in the pub. That, that you, yeah, family, coach, obviously, yeah, coach, coach. coaching golf. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like from a personal, yeah. personal level, once I've done all my YouTube stuff, love playing golf with my mates and love having a beer after it. And it's literally the two things you can't do. Exactly. I think I think that's my big one. It's it's the four ball. It's the camaraderie of having a laugh, being out there in a casual round of golf. We we mentioned before about the competition rounds. Between the two, we play very few. Competition round each. Um, small amounts of competitive golf because when I'm off work, I want to go and I want to go and play the game. I love and, yeah. and have a bit of a laugh, couple of couple with of quid mates, on the game yeah. with your mates, and like you say, go to the pub afterwards. I think golf clubs will find a really big influx in what they've been talking about for what seems like years in the industry now is the lack of use clubhouses, get and bars, and the kind of having to put. Social events on all the time. Yeah, I think yeah. you'll find a lot more people stopping for that pint after the game now yeah. and going in and watching the footy after the competition. I think that's yeah. a big thing. We will all start looking forward to a lot yeah. more again. It doesn't get, it doesn't really get um, sort of publicised that side of the the golf, really, does it? You know, it's always like oh, sport. It's great for your health. It's it's great for fitness. You walk four miles. You know. In terms of like the mental health, I know like um, Rick Shields has done his Walk 18 at the moment, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, if you've well not um, if you've not seen that, go and check that out. Where he talks about you know the mental side of it and and seeing your mates and talking through something. I think that's literally like the best part of golf. I've got two 
I think it is. Yeah, two friends from school. Well, I, Everyone I was just about else to say, golf. we live obviously quite locally to each other. And yeah. I think when, when we're out and if we do go for a pint, it seems to be everybody that you know. You you grew up around here anyway, but yeah. it seems to be everybody you know is from, from golf, the golf, whether, club, whether yeah. you coach them, whether you played with them, whether you yeah. just bumped into them in the bar. Yeah. The social side of the game is is huge. Mm. And, and the, even like like call my mates, that they're, they're a lot older generally than me. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you look at it, you know, great life learning skills, learned a lot from them. And there's so much in that sort yeah. of aspect that doesn't get publicised about golf. And then now my mates who I do know from school, who have all given up five-a-side football or can't play it now, they, they, you know, texting me or seeing my YouTube videos on Facebook stuff. And they're like, oh, like, I get why you play now. It's great. We're going on a lad's holiday and um, yeah, really getting into it. Yeah. There was a big influx this year of your kind of 28-year-olds taking up the game. Yeah. And I think that's partially lockdown. So, plus, the because the team sports got taken away for... I myself play five-a-side, but we've played a lot less five-a-side than we've been able to play golf. Yeah. So, people have picked a golf club up or whatever. But I think that sort of age range of, like you say, just maybe not playing five-a-side anymore, getting a few injuries. There's a lot yeah. more younger people playing now. And in terms of the social side, I know the amount of groups on Facebook now and the amount of people on Instagram who even if they're not a golf account even if they're not a golf pro like yeah. ours has got your Matt Fryer golf I'm Tom Fearing golf they'll have the name of their account with golf on the end I think people are using social media and golf as a way to make new mates now as well you create the amount of times I see yeah. a Facebook group Yeah, I'm in the Manchester area anyone fancy a four ball no um, no you don't fancy one <laughs> no no not today can't <laughs> breaking the rules <laughs> the amount of times you see that and people are just, I think there's randomers just playing around a golf and you, they're making mates and there's more mm-hmm. societies about playing it's so good it's, it's, it's almost becoming like cool now isn't it yeah, especially with the there. celebrities and the footballers and yeah. and stuff that are getting involved in the game and seeing it from that side and obviously the social media side of it is doing wonders for that you know we didn't see back in the day the you know, the celebs who were playing it, you know, couldn't tweet or Instagram about the rounds and it would only be in passing conversation that they'd, they'd find out that they were a golfer. But as well, now you've seen, you know, your Nile Horns, Justin Timberlakes, um, you know, Michael Jordans, whoever it is, celebrity-wise, you're seeing all these people playing. It is, it is becoming um, like a cool sport to play with your mates, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's good on, to see. On terms of, of mates... Um, Golf, golf holidays with the lads. I had a crack on one last year. Literally, the <laughs> the biggest thing that's that's missing from golf, isn't it? At the minute, going away with yeah. the lads, whether it's a weekend trip, abroad, home, where where are you going now? Like, theoretically, all all restrictions have gone. Covid never even happened. Dirty, Ooh. dirty little disease. What talk me through it? What's what's the crack? You've got. Four, I'll give you four days. And an unlimited budget. All restrictions. Gone. I only got four days. Does that four days include the time sitting on the flight? Yeah. Or tr- travel, yeah. All oh, right, okay. Um, the the easy option, and because I've still got quite a few mates, and um, what sounds like a great option is back over to Florida. Yeah. It's, uh, How long does it take to get there? Six, nine, seven hours? Nine hour flight. Right. But they do direct now. It's a quick direct flight. Doesn't feel like much. No. Um, there's a good few golf course. I mean, we we Plus lived. Few, there's about a hundred. Well, there's, there's a lot. We, <laughs> Fifty yeah, miles. In we, we were in, we were in West Palm Beach, so it was like it, it's golfers paradise. Um, I'd I'd go over there with meet the lads. I think that would be that would be my plan. 
meet the lads. West West Palm Beach would would um would nightlife be a big thing? You know, when planning a golf trip for you, would it be? Would it? Is it solely golf, or is it? I want to have a, a day off, like say if you're going to Florida, have you equated maybe going yeah. like a little boat trip or jet skiing or yeah, it's ga- a bit, gator hunting. Over gator there. hunting, yeah, that's, that's a good one. It's it's a bit of both for me. I don't I don't do too well on a on a hangover, so mm. I would and we, we, you see it all the time. We've we've all done the lads' golf holiday where yeah. day day one you're going out to you want to shoot level par, yeah, and day three you want to get on the plane. You you want to be able to just to see golf. one golf ball instead yeah. of four of them. Yeah, so so if we're talking not wanting to ruin ruin the golf, you just need a nice bar, don't you? A couple yeah. of pints. Yeah, uh, I think one one of the best places for that is. You you done it yourself. I think it was I don't know whether it was last year or the year before. How good the Scotland trip? And I think if we if we kept it on topic for reality this year, uh, yeah. I'd go to Florida. I think you'd go Spain. You love a bit of La Cala or something, don't you? If you were going abroad, yeah, love that. Love Portugal, um, Dubai. Went yeah, golf was good. Was was decent. Courses were amazing. To be fair, well, like yeah. playing that yeah, earth course be. where the uh, European tour was was yeah. class. Um, did you play the very far forward tees? No, I played right at the back. And I don't know why they complain. Just being a long dog now, it's like drive a wedge to everything for me. <laughs> drive a wedge. I, wedge. I obviously picked the ball up and drove another 50 yeah. to 150 yards down the fairway every time to hit that wedge. But um, yeah, I think well, we've just actually, like, as we're recording this now, I've yesterday cancelled or we've had cancelled a trip to La Manga for one of the lads' 60th birthdays. And that was chosen because um, three golf courses on site, good bar. It's it's a gated community, um, so there is other other bars there. There's I think four bars. I've been there probably four times now with the group that we were going. Um, but we're going back probably eight years ago since we last left. Last went there. In fact, how old am I? Thirty. Old. Thirty three. Yeah, very. Fifteen. No, fourteen years ago. I last went there. Right, okay. That's a long time, isn't it? That's mental. I think it was that long. Yeah, um, till the manga. But yeah, if if it was no restrictions tomorrow, or keeping in tune with with this year, I think Scotland. Yeah, um, so with restrictions, how how would you do it? I, I'll let you say first because I mean you you obviously know a little bit about the trip I done I done last year. That's so, so random. Literally, Liam Barn from Five Golf has just messaged me as we've are we going to Scotland done now? that. Yeah, Liam. Yeah, stop, stop we, we're coming. Um, <laughs> Um, how would I do it? So now, what, would you, what would you do this year, and then I'll go into the way I done it because it was it was really good the way I done it last year. I'm actually just planning a trip as we speak with um, one of my partners, um, Precision Pro, with another YouTuber at the minute. So the rough rough plan is that we're going up for four days, four days, five nights, um, and I wouldn't stay in one area. We're, we're having to because of um, filming and stuff like that, and it's it's all done for content, really. If I was going solely with the lads, say it was me, you, and, and two of the lads who go to the pub with us, I would probably travel around a bit because there's so much golf up there within, you know, you could put a pin in the middle of Scotland, and what yeah. is it, probably 100 miles northeast, west, and you've just got class oh. everywhere. So I would probably do, yeah, four, let's call it four days we go for, so three nights, four days. I'd probably start off in Fife somewhere where yep. St. Andrews is, maybe play St. Andrews, 
or one of the courses in and around there. Maybe probably play one on the way up. I really want to play North Berwick. That is like my, my right. uh, one to play this year. Um, would then travel up towards Fife, stay stay a night there, maybe have a, a night round um, St Andrews, go to the Jigger, go to the Dumb Vegan. Good night out. Speaking of night out on a golf holiday. You've got, you've got to have one, them, haven't you? Like as long, as long as you don't get in an absolute state and you can play okay the day afterwards and you've not got the you know the the hangover where you don't want to get out of bed because you literally feel like your soul's been taken out through your nostrils um i think you know you've got to have a few beers after playing golf that's a must that is like literally a must um if you don't drink you you don't have to obviously but even just taking in the local local scenery and stuff like that whatever's going on there um so yeah, I would where, do. Where are you going after St Andrews? St Andrews, I would probably, I would probably travel up a little bit to go to Inverness, play somewhere like Nairn, yeah, Castle Stewart, mm-hmm. something like that. That's high. Get nosebleed up there. I know, I know. It's <laughs> way up there. That one. It is way up there, but it's it's so good. I've got a pal who lives up there. I used to go every year, and it was just just unbelievable playing Nairn and Castle Stewart. Okay, yeah, so, so probably three, you've got one more on the way back down. Way back down, do you know what I'd do? I'd come down the west coast yeah. of Scotland um, and probably stop at uh, a Turnbury or somewhere around there because yeah. um, Turnbury is just unbelievable. Have you played Turnbury before? <clears throat> yeah, quite yeah. a lot, yeah. Um, the... The big thing is what I would do, in fact, and I want to do this maybe, I might even do this this year, is like I call it like the no-name tour, um, not play. Um, Any name courses? Well, yeah, I think you literally so, wouldn't be allowed to have a name. It'd just be that's a golf course. But I would by that I mean like not St. Andrews, yeah, not Royal Turnbury, not not your Barry Bag Tags. I'd just go for the Hidden, gem, hidden Gems tour. That's yeah, better. Hidden Gems. Well, that was... Uh, so your kind of tour you've just spoken through there yeah um, so you, you know a bit about me going with three of the lads last year and yeah. when we got didn't even get an invite no we didn't want you um <sighs> so only because you beat me i mean i took three lads who aren't quite as good as me just a little bit worse <laughs> just, just still an, e- an ego boost, <laughs> ego boost guys lost. i want you to come play golf with me and make me feel better <laughs> we'll go nice places and do it though <laughs> so so we got obviously the lockdown kind of killed a few holidays and mm. We were supposed to be in Greece in uh, August for a wedding. Which the musical? Got... Not the musical, man. <laughs> I can't sing. I can't dance. <laughs> Wouldn't be very good. Um, yeah, so we, that got cancelled. We then decided, why don't we grab a camper van? As you've just said there, you wouldn't stay in the same place. We grabbed a camper van, went up to Scotland and done... It was... Did we do 11 rounds in seven days, I think? It might have been 10. I think we got rained off one. Um that was that was unbelievable and we done the same sort of thing you just said and we started we started southwest at Turnbury. that was our first round eased us in nicely with lost balls everywhere it's brutal isn't it it is and we'd but, obviously had a very the, if you remember the weather last the weather last year it was sun rain sun rain so the growth on the golf course sunshine was, on a rainy day good song <laughs> <laughs> the growth on the golf course was ridiculous and then they'd have a few green keepers furloughed so the yeah. green keeping wasn't quite I mean the greens were perfect the fairways were perfect but the rough, but that was, just rough brutal. was just yeah it was it's it brutal was beautiful there yeah. isn't it it was wedge out or it was lost ball the I won't I won't say what the ball count was between the four of us that oh, day. yeah I remember you telling me like the total 
Uh, we did keep a count for the week. I won't tell you that total either. So we then went across Archerfield Links, very good in the area of kind of North Berwick. Yeah. Some good golf course. You, you could stay in that area of North Berwick, Gullen, Archerfield. Yeah, just... Uh, you for, could stay there. Yeah, it? just um, east of Edinburgh, isn't it? Like yeah. northeast of Edinburgh for uh, everyone who doesn't know. Yeah, it's not the hardest place to get to from... No, quite. Like, from our way either. And it's, it's not like full up into Scotland, is it? No. It's just sort of an hour, what, an hour over the English border tops. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not too far, so... That even if you if you just had four days and you didn't want to do the travel and you'd go to that area, you yeah. could stay and play some really good golf. I mean, yeah. Gullen's got three courses on it yeah. by itself. Archerfield's got two. Yeah. Um, we then went up on one of the one of the best golf courses I've played in terms of views was have you heard of Cruden Bay? Yeah, that's actually Peterhead, I, and it's I, unbelievable. Uh, just on a separate note, I start. I was always thinking, oh, I need. I need to write these down because people say, have you played such and such? It's amazing. You should go and play it. I said, oh, no, I've not. I've not, mate. I've not played it, but I'll, I'll do that. I'll put it on my list. I never started that list, so Cruden Bay is actually second. I see, on my... I see top of your list there, Tobacco Road. I've got a good uh, good story about Tobacco Road. And it, yeah. I didn't play it and wasn't due to play it, but a group of mates were. One of the ones who was drafted last in was playing it, I think, in three days. We were on a night out, and he thought he could jump off the balcony and be okay. He jumped oh, off God. the balcony, injured his leg, and couldn't play Tobacco Road. He missed out on Tobacco Road and PGA National. <laughs> Tobacco Road is a, an amazing course in America. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, just Google it and have a look. You will be mesmerised with how good it looks. So, yeah, Cruden Bay, sorry, you got up to there then. Cruden Bay is good. <clears throat> yeah, um, that's on my list. That, yeah. That's definitely one to, to play. And then over by Nern was Cullen. Which Cullen. is a small little course, very short. It's on. If you want to look at that, no laying up. If anyone's heard of no laying up, they've that's, got some, they've got some great literally videos. Perfect, pretty much, it? we. Well, I use that as basically as a as an estimate for where we were going to go. And Cullen was amazing, quirky little course, hitting um, it over rocks and stuff like that. Yeah, like little strange. You yeah. don't really need a driver. You do. Excellent. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we come back down and we done. Glen Eagles, which is oh which my, did you oh play? We done the Kings and the um, PGA. PGA. So did you enjoy the, the Kings PGA. more? We played Kings it. is better. Yeah. I, well, me and you played the PGA actually yeah. a couple of years ago as well. I think when we went to the Open Academy, it's, it's a it's a box and tick, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's a great golf course. It's okay. It's yeah. it's a very Amazing resorty course. The, but yeah. in my eyes, you could be you could be at the Belfry. You could be at um, yeah, it's a Ryder Cup venue yeah. of some sort Celtic Manor Celtic Manor that's what I was thinking you go to the Kings or the Queens both great courses yeah. really good really a bit more character courses. to them isn't there? definitely so played there that was great and then one of my favourite courses of the week again and I want to go and have another crack at it because I didn't play my best golf I think we were a bit we tired out over. by that weren't actually but we, I think we were on round number 9 tired that's out a lot of golf that in how many days? We we done a, we done eleven in seven days Jeez. with all the driving, obviously in the camper van, sleeping in the camper van, and <sighs> top and tail and spooning Not for me, that. the usual. <laughs> uh, Dundonald Links. Now, Dundonald Links seems to have some very mixed reviews, and a lot of people don't think it's a good golf course. I thought it was unbelievable. I think every why, why don't they? People say it's not much of a golf course from what we from what I was told before I went. In mm. terms of there's not much character to it. And it's one, there's a few golf courses I've played, and to be honest, the PGA being one of them, 
at Grand Eagles where you can come off a round and you don't really remember your route around. You don't remember every yeah. hole. Yeah. Someone says, oh, you know, on the seventh, and it takes you a while to work your way to uh, it. Yeah, my double there. <laughs> Dundonald <laughs> was one where you could pretty much talk your way through that round all the way. Couple of little, couple of little plaques, and there was a plaque on the eighteenth from Cabrera Vale hitting it onto the green from a ridiculous yardage. Can't remember exactly where it was, but it's Seven. over a little creek. Right. Unbelievable shot when you look at it to play. Mm. I think I decided to go seven iron wedge instead, right. instead of just hitting a three wood at it. Uh, but yeah, class golf course, and that was probably apart from we we done we ranked the week mm. at the end, and it was one of them where you can, you put Turnbury up there because. Because it's Turnbury. Yeah. But I think if Turnbury didn't have its name, and Dundonald was, it was maybe... called the Trump course. Well, yeah, it's called the Trump course, it's bottom, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I think it was just more the surprise as well. Yeah. The surprise element got you of it. And then the Cruden Bay one is, there's a very good section in the middle. The first couple of holes, it's like it's trying to get you out there. Some really good sec- a really good section in the middle, and then the last two kind of get you back in. But the section in the middle of the golf course, great holes, Really good views, and the weather was blue skies and very little wind, which you don't get very often. Sounds great. So if I could have that again this year, that would be nice. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? That would be absolutely. That would just be a great way to end the uh, the end of lockdown, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just first, obviously, everyone's got to go back to work, unfortunately. But um, end of the summer, if you could plan a little thing like that, that would just be just class. Right, I think we've. uh, We've rabbited on enough there for a first episode. Find it okay? I think we have, yeah, it was good. Enjoyed it. I yeah. think it'll be good to bring the format every week. Ideally, I think, for, for what listeners would want would be for us to do a little bit of an intro, make sure we give some good coaching content and make sure people are getting better at golf from it, whether we're solving people's problems. If they've messaged us and said, I've got this problem, your guy yeah. with the slice before or whatever, if we can give some some good coaching content and then really just talk about the world, the world of golf if we've got... It's not one until the Masters, and we've only just had one. Oh, DJ only so one the other week. Like, there's so much to this. Got like space. Is he back? <laughs> rangefinders been the hot topic at the minute, hasn't it? Because they're putting rangefinders in play. Yeah. Um, which I don't think's made a huge difference to yeah. life at all. But it's only for three events anyway. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I think if we can just give everyone a little, a good bit of coaching content, make them better at golf, or at least more knowledgeable at golf, and then. Some good uh, topical stuff from the from the week or the previous weeks before. Happy days, I love it. Um, do you think we should have a question and answers section? We'll pick one question a week that we can answer for someone. Yeah, I'd say do that. Get get people involved who are listening to it. Make sure we are having people listening to it. That That'll be help. a good way yeah. for us to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, some yeah, some good questions in. Fire them in, and we'll answer them as best as we can. Shall we, for those questions, if you want to send them to, we'll set up a coachescorner at gmail.com. We will clarify whether that is right next time. But if it is, we'll, uh, in fact, we'll tweet it as well or Instagram it or whatever it may be. And that'll be coachescorner at gmail.com. And we'll pick one every week to answer um, and do that. If you don't already, do subscribe to the podcast. Um, leave us a nice review five stars would be great because we love stars and five of them is just epic also write something nice about Tom I know you may not have seen him but maybe like he's got a good beard or something like that <laughs> um, follow us on all our socials as well Facebook you'll find Tom what are yours uh, just Tom Fear and Golf on all of them that's <clears throat> Instagram Facebook and Twitter 
Awesome. And follow me on all my Matt Fryer golf. Um, lots of videos going up on Facebook and YouTube all the time. You'll see Tom in some of the Facebook stuff as well from the future. So if you want actual visual learning tips, make sure you're going to go and follow those. And we'll see you next week with next episode of Coach Corner. Ciao. See you later.